Fellowship Bible Church, this Thanksgiving week, we are so glad that you are here to worship our Lord and Savior with us this morning. Would you stand and let's sing of the goodness of God and all that he has done for us.
Over the next month, members of fellowship will have the opportunity to nominate new elders to our elder board. In our church governance structure, the elder board is made up of godly men who make critical and significant decisions on behalf of our church body. We are not a church with elders. We are a church led by elders. The nomination and recognition process are very important to the health of our church family. And we ask that you enter into this season prayerfully. Here is what we are asking members of fellowship to do. First, please pray for the elder nomination process and discern whether you should nominate someone to the office of elder. Second, if you do have a nomination, please visit fellowshipnwa.org forward slash elder nomination and complete the online form. Read the accompanying document entitled Qualifications of an Elder before making your nomination. Or if you prefer a paper nomination form, you may pick one up at the information desk located in the worship center foyer at each campus. The nomination form will be attached to the qualification of an elder document. Please mail paper nominations to the church office on the Rogers campus to the attention of the elders. The deadline for making a nomination is December 22nd. Please pray for your elders as we initiate the recognition of new elders. Finally, we would like to thank John Dyer and Doug Walker for their many years of faithful service as elders. They have done a phenomenal job of representing you and the Lord well during their tenure. When you see them, thank them for their service and thank you for your participation and help. live after you've been on video. I didn't realize that was going to happen. Or I would have had Pat sing another song or do something. Hey, welcome to all of you. It is great to have you here in the room today. Great to have those of you who are at home, uh, both here in Northwest Arkansas and even across the world. On one of my Ride Home podcasts, I talked with a young lady uh, whose parents live, uh, whose mother lives in England, her family lives there, and every week in England they watch the uh, live broadcast of our services. And so, to the Stevens family, I want to say welcome to you in England today. It is great to have you worshiping with us as well. And thank you for all of you in the room for helping us by observing the restrictions. We're trying to keep everyone safe. The elders are want to err to the side of caution. So keep your mask on during the singing, social distance, all of that. But I just want to thank you for helping us out with that. It's just such a strange time for all of us, and we want to keep everyone safe. This week, our staff is going to go back to working remotely. Uh, we learned how to do that during the, the first phase, but I want to keep them safe. We've had a little run of COVID exposure through our staff, and so I, if, if they get sick, we can't do these services on the weekend. And so we've got to be very careful with it. So uh, remember that, and, and we're going to pray in just a moment about that. We also want to pray for our nation right now. I, I don't have to go into details. Our nation's in a mess right now. And recently, during the month of October, uh, we asked you 
uh, every day to join us in praying for our nation. And our hope in doing that was that you would continue to pray for our nation every day. That just needs to be a part of our practice as God's people. And so could we stop right now and just take a moment and pray that God would stop this disease and that he would heal our land. So let's pray. Would you join me? I just want to guide you through this prayer. First of all, just ask the Lord that during this hour that he would speak to you. That he would speak to you in a way that would draw you nearer to him. And now let's pray for protection for ourselves, for our church family, for your own family, from COVID-19, and that God would stop this disease. And now pray for our nation that we would find unity, that we could come together as a people. Oh, Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to meet together, whether it's in this room or online. But may you speak to us today and draw us nearer to yourself. Lord, I pray protection for everyone in our church family from COVID-19. And we pray that you would stop this disease. And we pray for unity of our nation. But Lord, through all of this, as we've been praying for revival, May we as a nation be awakened to our mortality and remember that there is something that you offer us that could never be taken for granted, and that's life eternal with you. Turn our eyes toward you, Lord, during this crisis. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, just a few announcements today before uh, we, we move on. Uh, there's the QR code there where you can get all of, all of our news. And for all the pictures you've taken on your camera, go ahead and race those because all you have to do is hold your camera up to that QR code. Even at home, you can do that on your screen. And then something will pop up on your screen that will take you right to all the announcements at Fellowship. So if you happen to get distracted and you don't hear what I say, you will have that news available. And we're going to go to this because we save thousands and thousands of dollars in printing by doing this. And, and during this time, it's shown us that uh, we can be good stewards in that area. So take a picture of that QR code. or No, don't take a picture of that QR code. Just hold your uh, phone up there and it'll come up there for you. The Operation Christmas Child Boxes are due today. And so thank you for your participation in this. All those boxes are going to come in and they're going to be sent somewhere in the world. And thousands of children come to Christ every year because of the Operation Christmas Child. And so if you have been a volunteer working with Operation Christmas Child, we thank you for all of your work and for those of you who have participated. Let's get those boxes back and thank you for your generosity as well. The Advent devotionals, can you believe it's Christmas? How many of you have already gotten your Christmas decorations up? I'm curious to see in this room. Look at that. Look at that. We're so behind. 
Yeah, get those Christmas decorations up. It starts next week. The uh, celebration of Advent starts next Sunday. And if you want to get our devotionals every day that our staff has written, uh, if, if you've gotten them before, you're still going to be on the mailing list unless your address has changed. And, and uh, you can get those Advent devotionals if you've signed up for Easter devotionals in the past. Or if you haven't signed up, you'll see the information there uh, where you can get them. But uh, Advent is here, and we start with lighting the prophecy candle of hope next week. Uh, next Sunday, on October the 20, uh, November, the, uh, November the 29th, yeah, what month is it? Uh, November the 29th, we will have uh, a family Advent service in this room. After the Sunday morning services, everything will be sanitized, taken care of, and you can bring your family for an Advent service to kick off the Christmas season. And so keep that in mind. That will be at 4 o'clock in this room. Today, we're going to celebrate communion. If you forgot to pick up your communion cup at the back, you might want to go get that. Uh, in a moment. And for those of you at home, uh, you can get your communion prepared and ready. We'll do that at the end of the service. You've got plenty of time. And we'll also live this morning have open sharing. And so you'll be able to come to the mic at the front and stand on the white X and share with everyone of how God has been good to you in your life this year. And I'm going to pick on Danny Sullivan. He's going to go first. And so, Danny, you be ready to go. And then when he's standing up at this mic over here, someone else be ready at this mic. All right? But we'll look forward to just a time of sharing. And we'll ask that you keep it brief so that we can have as many people as possible share. And it's time for the gift, the gift envelopes. You can see them on the walls there by the doors. Be sure to pick up your gift envelope, or you can go to our giving page and uh, make your donation there. But we have literally, since we started this I don't know how long ago, we've been able to give away millions of dollars. It was effective in helping us build Fellowship Fayetteville and also Fellowship Bentonville, but also we've been able to do things all over the world. I know of one group right now, uh, they are going to uh, build wells in Africa, and we're going to help them do that, I imagine. Our elders will consider that and pray over it. I know the Stottles, you've been beneficiaries of the gift, and so it's, it's very important. If we all do something, we can make a big difference. Here's a video about the gift, and then we're going to celebrate a baptism, all right? The gift has become an opportunity for us to give back to God during the season of Advent and Christmas. Our fellowship family has developed a culture of generosity, believing that through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and in obedience to God, our resources can be used to make a difference locally, regionally, and globally. Last year, the people of Fellowship gave over $600,000 to the gift, which was prayerfully dispersed by the elders to many worthy ministry causes. Throughout the month of December, you will once again have the opportunity to express generosity and gratitude through the gift. Your participation allows our elders to invest strategically in ministries all over the world, potentially including Fellowship Bentonville. You can make your donation online or through special gift envelopes available as you exit our worship centers. Thank you for your continued generosity and the difference you are making in the lives of so many. Good morning, fellowship. It's so good to be here. Um, this is an exciting morning because we get to celebrate as a church family with the Deal family um, because two of their daughters have want to declare 
um, their testimony that they have put their faith and their trust and their hope in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we have a lot to be thankful for this morning, um, and I'm so excited. I'm excited that we get to be a part of it with cell group leaders. They have their family here, and so we have a lot to be thankful for. Um, I'm going to pass the mic to Leanne Phipps, my sweet friend. I am so excited to be here as well. So Jordan is going to be baptized this morning, and I am one of her four cell group leaders, so very honored that I get to stand up here and speak for just a moment on behalf of Jordan. So a sweet story I want to share with you guys. So Jordan and I have been uh, together now for about two and a half years that I've been leading cell group, and in the last year or so... um, we've been talking about baptism. And when Jordan and I first started spending time together one-on-one, she would say, Miss Leanne, I need this, I need that. Can you tell me about this? Can you tell me about that? I need prayer, I need scripture. And so I would feed her these things. And recently, I realized there had been significant change when I reached out to Jordan and asked if she was coming to cell group, and she shared she wasn't going to be able to for a personal reason, and she said, how can I be praying for you today, Miss Leanne? And I went, oh, this is different. And I actually um, took that opportunity to share with Jordan some things that I needed prayers for that I hadn't shared with any other cell group members yet, and I know that Jordan's been praying for me, and I realized then that That was a real change, a real shift in her heart and her maturity. And I knew then that this decision was significant and meaningful because she was different. And I know that, gosh, I'm a crier. I know that this is just so special and so wonderful for Jordan and for me as well because I get to witness it today. So Jordan, I have a scripture for you and I want to share it. And it's John 15, 5, and it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I know that that's so significant because Jordan does seek the Lord. She seeks the Lord when she's in cell group. She seeks the Lord when she's outside of cell group. She seeks the Lord with her family. And she seeks the Lord in private. So it's not just something Jordan does for show. It's something she does all the time. So continue to do that. And I know that you're going to bear much fruit because it's so real for you, Jesus. And I'm just so excited. Jordan, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes, sir. And he's resurrected from the dead. He sits right hand of God the Father. Yes, sir. I you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Rise and walk in the newness of life. really sweet. Um, both Jordan and Brody are getting baptized today by their grandfather, and so it's a really sweet moment for their family. Um, and stepping into the water, we have Miss Brody Deal. She is a seventh grader in Bentonville, and to know her is to know that she is a fierce leader for the kingdom of God. 
Um, just in the small amount of time that I have known her, um, I have seen her leadership excel in so many different ways. Um, and I actually asked some different people how they have seen Jesus in her, and all of them said the same things. And they said that Brody loves people so well, and that everything she does in her life, she wants to exemplify Jesus. She wants Jesus to be known. Um, she is an eager learner, and she digs deep into the Word of God. And um, she asks hard questions, and she doesn't settle for just okay answers. She wants to know Jesus, and we see that in your life. I've seen that I've, as I've talked to your cell group leaders, as I've seen you lead in your cell group. Um, she does that with such tenacity and grace and kindness. And, and to be in seventh grade and love the Lord as much as you do, when we sat down and talked about why she wants to be baptized and just hearing the change that her mom had shared and that she's seen in her life at home and the patience that she has with people around her and the grace it's just evidence of God's work in her life. And so I feel honored that we get to sit here as cell group um, and family and celebrate the work that God is doing in you and has done in you. And so you are very, very special, and I am so grateful that I know you. Um, after we had our first conversation about baptism, I had been praying for you, and um, the Lord kept putting a verse on my heart for you, and that's Romans 12, 1 through 2. And so my prayer for you moving forward is that you would continually present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and that you would not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but that you would be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, and so I pray that over you. I am proud of you, and I'm so excited that we get to celebrate with you today. Brody, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? He is risen from the dead and sits at the right hand of God the Father. Yes. Baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Rise and walk in the of life. you stand with us and let's continue to worship through song as we sing and bless the Lord for all that he has done for us. So let's worship him in spirit and in truth, offering up our bodies as a living sacrifice to him. Lift your voice, we sing. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, and oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, and bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy. Like never before 
so good. You have always been faithful. And so now we turn our eyes to you and worship. As we'll see through your word and through sharing this morning, that you are worthy of worship and you are worthy of praise because you alone are God and you alone are good. So God, may we humble ourselves before you today. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As you're being seated, would you repeat after me? I can live in a spirit of gratitude. Regardless of the circumstances. Because of God's promises. Say it again. I can live in a spirit of gratitude. Regardless of the circumstances, because of God's promises. Well, we're about to have our open sharing this morning, and Danny Sullivan is going to go first after a brief video that you're really going to enjoy. And uh, then whatever mic Danny is on, someone else can go stand and be ready at the other mic and uh, be ready to share. We'll ask you to keep it brief so that more people can share. Uh, but we'll uh, watch this video for just a moment. It's great. Selamat sore. Kalau warga kami ingin mengucapkan syukur karena ada kemitraan di antara fellowship dan kami dalam pelayanan di Asia Tenggara. Kami sangat bersyukur atas semangat dan dukungan yang sudah diberikan kepada kami oleh jemaat fellowship. Baik dalam doa maupun perhatian kebutuhan kami. Salah satu berkat yang sudah kami nikmati adalah The Village. Kami sangat berterima kasih karena kami sudah merasa seperti di rumah kami sendiri sementara kami berada di Northwest Arkansas. Terima kasih banyak, Fellowship. Mari kita berdoa. Ya Allah, Tuhan kami, kami sangat bersyukur atas setiap orang di jemaat ini. Dan terima kasih Tuhan untuk menggunakan keuangnya dan doanya dari badanmu agar kami punya kesempatan untuk melayani orangmu 
Engkau menggunakan badanmu untuk menyediakan tempat tinggal untuk keluarga kami. Kami bersyukur ada tempat untuk membawa pulang bayi kami. Kiranya Tuhan akan terus menunjukkan kami semua bagaimana Engkau ingin menggunakan kami sebagai kaki dan tanganmu. Semua dalam nama insalmasi judungan kami. Amin. Hati keluarga kami sangat penuh dengan rasa syukur atas kemurahan hati yang kami mengalami dari orang di FBC setiap kali kami pulang ke Amerika. Dan Tuhan dengan setia terus menyediakan semua yang kami perlukan. Bukan hanya kebutuhan Eric dan saya, tetapi juga dan mungkin khususnya kebutuhan anak-anak kami. Melihat penyediaan Tuhan bagi mereka membuat hati kami sebagai orang tua sangat bersyukur. Uh, ya, benar. Kami sangat bersyukur kami dapat melihat Tuhan bekerja baik di sini dan di mana kami melayani di Asia. Dan bahwa kami dapat berperan untuk membuatnya dikenal di antara orang yang belum terjangkau. Bonjour fellowship, nous sommes l'école vivant en Afrique du Nord-Ouest. Nous sommes tellement reconnaissants pour cette église, pour nos amis, pour nos dirigeants, pour nos guerriers de prière. C'est vraiment une bénédiction de faire partie d'une église qui aime Dieu et aime les autres. Vous nous manquez tous et nous adorons avec vous en Afrique aujourd'hui. I am just so thankful for the community that God has blessed me with here at Fellowship. Um, I'm a transplant from out of state. I moved to Arkansas several years ago and didn't know anyone when I moved here. Um, and over the course of the last several years, God has just been so faithful to uh, connect me with people, um, just to walk through life with. Um, and I'm especially thankful for the Young Professional Ministry um, where I've just been able to get plugged in with people who are my age and walking through the same season of life as me. Um, and that has just been such a joy. Um, and this year, especially, I feel like uh, there's just been so much growth within uh, myself through uh, just the relationships that I've built and the accountability and the growth and the depth that we've walked through together together as a community group and so I'm just so thankful for that community um, and just thankful for the way that fellowship has played a role in that. Isn't that great? I tell you I'm so appreciative to them for sharing with us and it's a good reminder for us that whether it's across the street or around the world uh, we have a mission before us. And uh, all of those global workers you heard talking in, in, in those languages, uh, they were just a few years ago sitting out here like you and felt the call of God on their lives to go 
And then Lauren moved here to Northwest Arkansas, and she works with our children. And I can't say enough about our children's ministry and the great job they're doing. My wife works with the little ones, and Lauren showed up at our door one day and uh, this summer with a, with a bag of uh, Popeye's it's just to tell Denise that she was cool for working with our kids. Uh, but it's, it, it, they're working hard, even during this time we can't meet with our children over here. But there's a good reminder for all of us that, that working with our children, uh, we can't do it all in one hour a week. Uh, our goal is to help you own the spiritual development of your children. And so thank you, Lauren, and thank you to our global workers for sharing with us. And Danny Sullivan, you have something to share with us. He's going to come to this mic, and someone else can come ahead to this mic, all right? Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. Um, like you said, my name is Danny, and um, I work on the elementary team here at Fellowship Rogers. And it is my honor this morning to recognize and thank a very special group of people. And in my completely unbiased opinion as a member of the elementary team, what I think is the most important group of people here at Fellowship. That is our student and our adult leaders of the kindergarten through sixth grade small groups. We have a slide with all of our leaders' names. Wow. Each one of these names belongs to an individual who has invested their time, treasure, and talents into helping our students here at Fellowship feel known, loved, and pointed to Jesus. And we cannot thank you on behalf of the elementary team, on behalf of families, on behalf of fellowship leaders, we cannot thank you enough. You're, you are appreciated, you are seen, and the work that you're doing for the kingdom is so valued, and it's making a massive difference. And I just want to share this with you before I walk away. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, adult and student leaders, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Thank you guys for serving our families, for partnering with our families. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, and you guys are living it out. Thank you. Thank you to Danny and all of our children's workers. And our student ministry leaders, y'all are awesome. We thank you so much. All right, who's over here? It's not you, Kathy? Okay, I thought you were ready to go. Someone want to share over here? If you don't talk, I will. Oh, Jeremy, come on. And I want to thank your sweet wife, for she has been interpreting for us all through the pandemic. Would you say thank you to her? Both of we have you and Dawn, yes. Y'all are incredible. Thank you for sharing. Hello, hello, hello. Um, my name's Jeremy Simons. This is my wife, Whitney Simons. Um, I was so blessed by this video of all the different languages just touch my heart because we lived in Africa for eight years um, working with the deaf, so it was a blessing to us. Thank you for everyone who videoed. I just want to 
say such a big thank you for this church, for their support of the deaf ministry. Um, no matter the numbers, they're always here to support us. The deaf, there's such a huge need in this area. There's so many deaf who haven't heard about the word of God. Um, so we're so thankful. Also, I just want to thank the church for um, just the support that they've provided for our family through a lot of my health issues this last few years, especially this year. Um, in January, I was supposed to lose my mobility of my leg, um, and the staff um, walked with us through that, and by the grace of God, I'm here to stand with you today. The Lord gave us this verse for this year, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is in, at work within us. So thank you. No, oh, thank you. Our ministry to the deaf continues to grow. And for those of you who are in that deaf ministry and you're at home watching online, God blessings to you and thank you for being a part of fellowship. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln wrote the following proclamation. Now think about this. In the midst of a civil war. When our nation was so divided, he wrote this to the nation. At least this is part of it. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father, who dwelleth in the heavens, Abraham Lincoln. God has been good to us. Would you sing this with me? God is so good. God is so good. God is so good, he's so good to me. Sing it again. God is so Sometimes it's easy for us to take that for granted, to remember how good God has been to us. But let me encourage you, this week, every day, 
You all know that simple little song. Every day, maybe during your devotional time, sing that little song to God. And just remind yourself on this week of Thanksgiving how good God has been to us. You know, as we end our time of this open sharing, I wanted to tell you about something you may not know about. But Sam Hannon is, is, Sam Hannon is our congregational leader for the Rogers uh, location. And recently his mother died. Her name was Glenda, Gigi, as she was affectionately called. A lady whose husband died when Sam was a little boy, and she lived a remarkable life of spreading joy. And I know Sam wouldn't say anything about that, but uh, you might just shoot him an email or a note just to let him know that you're thinking about him. Because I know their family, um, they've been celebrating her life. And indeed, she went through a lot, raising three rambunctious boys by herself. We are called to live in a spirit of gratitude. We are called to live in a spirit of gratitude as we learn from the book of Thessalonians as we studied that. Wasn't that a great book to, to study together? But in one particular passage in there, we are to rejoice always, to pray always, and to give thanks always in every circumstance. For this is God's what? This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All of us want to know what God's will for our lives is. And it's this. Rejoice always. Pray always. And to give thanks in every circumstance. The Apostle Paul alluded to this in Philippians 4 when he said, For I have learned to be content. Look at the next phrase. Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need without toilet paper or paper towels. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So whatever the circumstance, he said, we are to live in a spirit of gratitude and contentment. And you say, I can't be content or grateful in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all that we're going through in our nation. My little grandson is three, and so whenever something goes wrong, I look at him and say, it's because of the pandemic. And he looks back at me, and he frowns, and he said, there's no pandemic. It's the way we try to live sometimes, just to ignore it or to live under it. But you can. You can live in a spirit of gratitude because you can do all things through Christ, who does what? Gives you strength. And as we're going to see, he gives us perspective as well. Someone sent me this cartoon 
a while back, and I, and I love the far side. For those of you online, you're going to have a link to it on your chat. We can't show it to you because of copyright issues, but this is 2020. I loved the far side and Gary Larson, but I've got a whole collection of his cartoons. But if 2020 was an ice cream truck and you see those two little boys hiding, it would be liver and onions. That's what it's been, liver and onions this year. It's just what else can happen? Ice cream trucks full of liver and onions. That's just about what it's been. But here's a truth. That gratitude should transcend circumstances. Our gratitude and thanks to God should transcend circumstances. Did you know that God wants you to enjoy your life? He really does want you to enjoy your life. He is not some celestial killjoy sitting up there with a stick waiting for you to make a mistake so he can whack you. That's just not the way God operates. John 10.10 10 tells us the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Who is the thief? Satan, the prince of the power of the air. He wants to take away your joy. But not Christ. He said, I have come that they hit my head of life and, and have it to the full. Abundant life. Not just in heaven, but here below. God wants you to have abundant life. Eugene Peterson in the message said it this way. I came so that they can have real life and eternal life. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. You say, Mickey, you just don't know my circumstance. You don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know that I have cancer. I'm telling you, some of the most joyful people I know are fighting cancer right now. You just called Tony Royko. <laughs> you just called Tony. He will lift your spirit. Or Jim Von Grimp who is battling cancer down in Houston right now at MD Anderson. You call Jim, he's going to lift your spirit. I can give you a list of people that I pray for daily that every time I think about them, they lift my spirit. Thankful? How am I going to be grateful in those circumstances? Well, if you're waiting for the world to get better, it's not going to happen. Oh, we may have seasons where it looks better, but the Bible tells us that the world is going to get worse and worse. Sin is going to continue to reign in this world that we live in. Jesus is not going to look down from heaven one day and say, oh, look, they've got life figured out down there. They seem so happy. I think I'll jump down there and join them. No. That's not what the scripture says at all. In Luke 17, it tells us as it was in the day of Lot when sin reigned, as it was in the day of Noah when God said, I'm just going to wipe out the earth. As it was in the days of Lot and Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man is revealed. And when he is revealed in the book of Revelation, we see him stepping out among the seven lampstands, the churches. And he's there doing what? He's going to take the world back. That's the perspective that we need. He is going to take the world back. And that's our hope. You know, our services here lately, I've noticed a thread running through the sermons. 
And that's the thread of hope. Nick Rowland quoted this. Hope is not something you wish for, but something you wait for. I really like that. So I called Nick. I said, Nick, was that original with you? And you said, Nick, I think so. That's a good answer. Just in case you ripped it off from somebody else by mistake. But it was a great quote. And in another sermon, Mark Schatzman said, Tomorrow's hope motivates today's faithfulness. Tomorrow's hope motivates today's faithfulness. So as I look ahead to what God has promised me, I can live in a spirit of gratitude because my hope is in Him. It transcends the circumstances. So let me ask you a question. Or about this hope, let me share one more thing. Pastor J. Kim made the following observation. He said, some linguists suggest that the word hope shares etymological roots with the word hop. With the word hop, conveying that to hope for something is to leap in expectation, to hop toward possibility. And he even admits that he, he can't prove that relationship. So it, it may not be right, and, and, and I've not found a connection either, but it connects to what, to what Eugene Peterson said in 1 Peter 1.13. So roll up your sleeves, put your mind in gear, be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. That's how we ought to live. He's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to fix everything and make everything new. So let me ask you about your posture. In the midst of all that we're going through right now, is your posture this? Or is your posture this? You see, reaching out and reaching up communicates to the world that my life, which Christ has given me, transcends the circumstances. That I'm not living under it all, under the pile. I can live above the circumstances in gratitude because of what Christ has offered me, reaching out and reaching up. This doesn't communicate much. This does. God offers us so much. We need to focus not on the what ifs, but the what's next. What's coming next? What does God have for me that I can make a difference in someone's life? And we can have that attitude because we know how the story is going to end. Amen? We are people of the book, and we have read the end of the book. So don't live under the pile. Don't live the way the world who doesn't know him lives. Live above the circumstances. I want to take you to the end of the book to read what John saw and to be reminded of the beauty of it all. Look what he said. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. 
and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. It was coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Doesn't that sound great? Then he said to me, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God. And they will be my children. We have so much to be thankful for. Regardless of the circumstances. Jesus Christ died on the cross. So that we might have life. And have it to the full. To experience abundant life here below. He is our shepherd. And we will never be in want. He makes us lie down in green pastures so we can rest. He leads us beside quiet waters when we're afraid. He restores our soul, fills us up. He guides us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. And even we, though we walk through the darkest valley, even the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they bring me comfort and peace. You prepare a feast before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil when I'm hurting. My cup overflows. How about yours? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when I have taken my last breath, I will have confidence that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. We can live in a spirit of gratitude regardless of the circumstances. Because of the promises of God and all that we have to look forward to. This morning we want to express our gratitude to God. 
in the most beautiful way that I can imagine. And that's through communion. Remembering that on the night that he was betrayed, he gathered around him those whom he loved and he shared a meal with them. He took the bread and the cup and placed it before them. He took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat and remember. And he took the cup, a new covenant, he said, this is my blood given for you. Take, drink, remember. Would you stand and say this after me? I can live in a spirit of gratitude regardless of the circumstances because of God's promises. Let's say it together now. I can live in a spirit of gratitude regardless of the circumstances because of God's promises. Join us online. Say it aloud. I can live in a spirit of gratitude regardless of the circumstances because of God's promises. Say it again. I can live in a spirit of gratitude regardless of the circumstances because of God's promises. Sing it aloud to him now. To him who sits on the throne.
Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your victory over sin and death. We are grateful. As we go throughout this week, God, would you remind us of your faithfulness and your goodness? Would that lead our hearts to gratitude? And may we shine that light into a dark and a hopeless world, realizing that you are the hope of the world and the hope for eternity. We thank you for showing us grace, showing us mercy. And we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us, fellowship. Our prayer room is open. We have the Webbers in there. If you would like prayer, they'd love to pray with you, for you, over you. Go in peace and gratitude this week.